Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Yeah. Oh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Suns fan and Cinderin. Welcome you to We Say Things episode 106, powered by El Gato. El Gato. Oh, look. Look at this beautiful Wave 3 microphone that they provided us. Uh, You can check out the link in the description of the video slash audio to help us out. Uh, We really appreciate their support. They have some great products, including the Wave 3 USB microphone that I was able to easily bring to kiev that's really nice brought mine too very easy peasy and as you can tell we are we are in kiev for the animator cinderin yes we we've done dual camera but we're in the same room this is not a production <laughs> i love that you did it like this instead of changing it to an overlay with one we're just like this is what we have we're just gonna double there's only so much effort that i will put in mirror the left one yeah that's I, if i could go back i would mirror the other one that's true uh, I am wearing, of course, the We Say Things shirt. And, and I am wearing Team Cross because garbage. I have not got one of these shirts because they made one. That's right. Nick. Actually, that's not true. Now that I think about it, we did make one that was, uh, or Nikki made one that we threw away. Oh. it was defective. Okay. And then this is the, the second one. So one of two. That's all good. Okay. So yeah, we're going to, again, sorry for the late episode. We're... I don't know what our schedule... We're going to try to keep on relative schedule. But Once like, a week if we can, right? Yeah, the time zones are going to be a little bit weird. So for the next few weeks, uh, yeah, we'll just let you know when we're doing it. And by that, I mean we'll tell you literally 10 minutes before because that's, that's what we did this time. That's generally how we do, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, get started with our patrons as always. Oh, this is small, okay? Oh, boy. Thank you to Jai Chapman, the guy in the chair, Mistake Busted Condom Johnson, Lucas Frankel... Commander Donut, finding my life's purpose staple to the underside of Gabe Newell's ball sack. She sells seashell by Terra Aconum Dragon Knight <laughs> on Amazon. Telcantor underscore prime, a memorable blowjob from Jakiro. I hope nobody can hear us in our room here. Neutral item whip, now watch me nay nay. They've heard slacks. Oh, that's true. That, oh, we have a story about that. Mind. Alliance using coach in-game is like Trump pardoning his cronings. Not illegal, but ew. Suns fan, my GF found out about this membership, so now it must end. I'm sad and unhappy. Please read Wizards' first rule. Bye. Chakar, playing against Wyvern on lane. So shitty, his second spell should be called Sphincter Blast. Ooh. That's pretty good, actually. I like that. The Megapope, we obey things and objects have power hour. TI New Zealand. Zan Xavier and Nate Thicko Zero One Hamscroat supports the Suns ugh, and thinks that all the Lakers fans should go suck it, cough, cough, pop tart. Thank you. Then we've got Bacon wants to hop on the free advertising train and say everyone should support my work, cams.com. <laughs> um, don't, don't do that. If the Lakers beat the Suns on game three, Suns fan will dress up as Saitama from One Punch Man next episode. That is correct. We uh, have actually agreed to that. 
Yeah, game three already happened and the Suns lost. So Yep. So you have to be Saitama. There you go. Lick Shark TM Novi Panda Dop eating Chosnick makes you happy and healthy. Underscore Look, Ben Broomhead is very lazy. Changing his nickname every week is a lot of effort. He tries his best-ish. He's been doing that for four weeks. Trying True. his best-ish. Yeah, pretty bad. Pretty bad. It's, it could be worse. Pitch Black, wooden aftertaste, done talk. Anonymous, Suns fan and Sindarin's power couple name is Sins fan or Sundarin. I like Sundarin more. It's better. True. It's like Terrible Age. Yep. So an otorhinolangiologist is a physician who treats diseases of the ear, nose, throat, face, head, and neck nibbling. Mm-hmm. Nibbling is not one of the things it treats, but maybe someone who should get treated by one of those. Ronnie Keel and Perka Dirk needs a new computer, but it's going to take longer than he thought. Love you guys and all the Pog players. Thank you, Perka Dirk. Thank you. Okay. Uh, okay, quick story before we actually get started. This is not on the outline because you reminded me about the room Man. situation. Uh, so, Lacoste, okay. So, obviously, if you haven't heard, Cinder and I have both been invited to the Animager. We're not just vacationing in Ukraine. Uh, we will be casting together and I guess doing some off panel stuff as well. Yeah. Uh, we're in a hotel with a bunch of the other talents and look, <laughs> Lacoste has apparently changed rooms three times now. Did you know about I that? I did not know this. No. So the first time <clears throat> Lacoste, he had to change rooms because I believe his AC didn't work, his okay. air conditioning. That's a good thing. The second time he moved is because he was... In between Slacks and Jenkins. <laughs> so Jenkins would get really loud playing Dota and Slacks even more loud. And not only that, Slacks was doing, like, I forget what the game is called. He's doing, like, something for some other game at literally 4 a.m. screaming. <laughs> so Lacoste had to move again. And then I believe his internet has just been garbage. So he may have moved again after that. So shout out oh, to Lacoste. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, but, yeah, for us, I... I Barely had any internet issues myself. Uh, everything's been pretty good. So can't complain. Uh, any that stories for point. you before we get started with what's on the outline? Uh, I mean, we, we were playing uh, we were playing some party a party queue game yesterday on stream. And I think mm. both BSJ and I were streaming. And we went, and Jenkins too, I think. And we went into this useless communication mode where we were like mm. simulating a lot of garbage comms in NA pubs. So all of us were just calling out stuff we were doing that wasn't relevant. Like, I'm using my spell, I'm using my spell. Farming here, farming here, farming here. Like, nobody cares, right? But we were getting so loud. And, yeah, so, but I, then I, I'm pretty sure I know now that PSJ is next to me as well because we were just fucking yelling. <laughs> but I think, I don't know, whoever our neighboring, uh, we're in the neighbor rooms might also have a, a little bit of a cost situation after that game. But we just did it one time and not at 4 a.m. Right. It was in the... Yeah, we're uh, doing this at a, a reasonable hour, thankfully. Uh, I should also mention that Cinder and I have been playing ping pong, uh, some very call even it match. table tennis. Yeah, we're relatively even match. But I will say, I, I believe you are two to one advantage against me now. Am I ahead? But I'm not sure. Anybody that is on one side of the table has lost every game because that's true. There, there's this ping pong table in like let's just call it the cafeteria where we have to get like buffet food, and it's just in the middle of the fucking cafeteria. One side is wide open, so you have a lot of space. And the other side, there's a bunch of dips behind you. <laughs> so part of the goal is to hit it as hard as you can and try to get it inside the bowl. That's an extra point. But whoever's on that's that side... That's so COVID unfriendly, the way you're explaining That's this. true. Let's, uh, let's so not bad. make a big deal about this. Okay, it's no big deal. But everybody on that side of the table has lost. That's true. But the game and we had to been... hit it into the dip a single time. That's we correct. We have not 
hidden. It's actually pretty difficult. But I'm surprised that they placed it so that it's a possibility that by playing table tennis, you could shoot the ball into That's I'm vaccinated, so I'm okay with that. Right. But if it happens, we kind of have to just give it to them, right? We have to be like, hey, oh, yeah, I wouldn't table just tennis leave ball it. fell into this. You yeah. have to take it away. Yeah. Like, basically, like, what are you supposed please to do? Please take. Please. Yeah. can only imagine. <laughs> just give it to them with the ball. <laughs> yeah, with the ball. We don't take the ball out. We're like, Hello, would you like this? Yeah. You could pretend that uh, you wanted to get the dressing, but that there was a table for <laughs> so it wasn't our fault. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah, they they speak good. English enough that it won't be too big of an issue. I did lose to Nico, baby, though, and he was playing the bad side. He Is won he good? A, he won 11-8. He was good. He played to 11. Because we played a game, and then we were like, oh, we're too exhausted. We're not going to play anymore. And then he was really convenient. He was like, you know, he kept pawning. He was like, you're a fucking pussy. You know? <laughs> right. Not exactly, but... It's like, yeah. come on, let's just do a game to, I was like, fine, we'll do one game to 11. So we played to 11. Yeah, he was pretty upset that I didn't play him because, I mean, I was a, I was fucking sweating my balls. You had to wear a mask, right? And I'm wearing like these long pajama pants. So just the heat and being morbidly obese, of course, doesn't help. Doing sports with a mask on is really exhausting, yeah. actually. Okay, actually, so. one more thing to rant about before we officially get started with what's on the outline. Toilets in Europe suck ass. That's very generalizing, but often true. So it's okay to gen. Okay, hotel toilets in Europe are fucking garbage. Okay, the toilet bowls are. I know I'm a fat American. Toilet bowls are too small. Okay, like are they too? Are they not deep enough either? Are they too shallow too? No, the shallowness is is acceptable. Just okay. everything else is too small. And then the flushing mechanism is so fucking pathetic. The flushing actually. here is really bad. Okay, but it's every every hotel I've ever been to in Europe has been similar. Like the, I think this is the worst of it. There's these two buttons, right? The small and the big. I'm guessing the big is for the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Small is for the small. Yes, small I will, is for when you hit a table I will ball hit, in there. <laughs> I will hit the big button three different times, and I'd wait, you know? Mm-hmm. It still doesn't flush everything. It, I, don't, I don't fucking understand. This is probably the worst flushing I have seen in a bathroom okay. ever, actually. Which is surprising. It's a really good hotel. I don't know why there are toilets. Just don't. Maybe yeah. they're like, oh, this is a fine hotel, so the people that come here definitely eat fine foods and uh, yeah, they, they do their business um, in an appropriate manner. They have not had Americans and then for sure. Enter Suns fan and the fucking. <laughs> I'm not the only one, right? Okay, let's get started on the episode. Um, <clears throat> NBA, we can get that out of the way. Uh, the Suns are down two to one to the Lakers. I have been watching at five a.m. It has been fucking mis. I feel bad for whoever's next to me. Oh, you've been yelling too. Uh, I've been trying to hold back, but yeah, I, I, I get pretty angry. I and that you yell when you're alone in your room watching sports. I mean, do you yell when you watch Dota? No. Do you, are you passionate about anything in life, though? Yes, but I will not yell if I'm alone in my room, because I'm. Def- what does that have to do with people being around? You, okay. Your emotions don't change. Uh, I think it's something about interacting with other people. Okay, how about like, this? When you're watching a movie, do you laugh if you're alone? Very rarely, but it can't happen. What the? F- are you a fucking robot? Yes. What do you mean very rare? If if it's funny, you laugh. What does like, that do with somebody else being uh, in the goddamn I kinda, room? I kind of never watch a movie alone. I laugh at Twitch streams, though. I do watch those alone. I mean, you're right. I mean, I can, I will laugh, but I'm not like yelling or like. All right, you're reading Twitch chat and laughing like a maniacal beast, which I've seen you do many a time. Twitch chat can be really. If fun. you're alone, you still laugh or no? Yes, but I would never yell. At sports, if I'm alone in my room. Well, but or you don't, you don't watch sports. Okay, if there was a, the sickest Dota play ever, and I'm watching it alone in my room, I would still not yell. I promise. I guarantee it. If I was part of a crowd or watching together with someone, I would definitely yell. Okay, you're a robot then. No. Okay, we've a st- no, you're, you're a robot. No, anyway, a robot would not yell, even if they're in a room with other people. Okay, so this is going to be an interesting experience for you, because Cinderin has promised me uh, tonight, 
of this recording, the Suns are playing actually. It actually aligns decently well with my schedule because back home it's at around noon. It's an early game. Right. Here it's 10 p.m. I believe you're doing something in the early stages, but you might come for the second half. So he will watch yeah. the second half of the Suns game with me. And you're going to see me probably rage. There's a good chance I will leave. I will be here. And if you're being unreasonable, I will leave. I mean, I don't punch the but wall. But never mind, because I'm a robot, so I don't feel any emotions. That's you can true. yell as much as you want, and I don't it care. It doesn't phase you. I'm glad. No, there's, you. there's like literally no way that people listening to this can't. That There aren't at least some people that think of it the same way I do. Like, where you don't like... Oh, I'm sure there's other robots. Yes. Dude, that's not robotic. That is quite robotic. To me, like the whole cheering thing and the aspect of like being emotional or raging or whatever about sports or something. I can about, understand about it. about the interplay with other people in the room. Yeah, I can understand it being amplified, sure. But to not have that emotion... I have the emotion. I just wouldn't yell it out loud. That's... I find that weird. Okay. I, you know what? In the YouTube comments... Somebody in chat said I would never cheer out loud. Yes. Out loud. See, more, more people are likely to agree with you. Here comes all the all the robots. Mr. Destruct Toys. <laughs> in, in, the, in the YouTube chat or the comments, just let us know what you think about that. Uh, okay, and then final thing before we get started with the official news, uh, Position 6 Podcast, I'll put this in the link as well. Uh, they, that young man, Dan Off, Offerm, oh, Dan Offensive. Dan Offensive, that's right. He, yes. he interviewed me, uh, and I like his podcast a lot. You guys should go check it out. Uh, it, you've been on it before, I'm, I'm assuming. Yes. It's just like this long-form interview, and it's just very casual. Uh, I would highly recommend it, so I'll, I'll leave the link in the description if you want to check that out. Uh, it was good stuff. I really enjoy listening to myself talk. Mm. So you do actually? No, I don't. no, me neither. That's okay. why I don't yell alone in my room because then I have to listen to myself. So it's better to. Just but I'm I'm watching. I'm listening to something. I'm watching and listening. So you're saying when you're yelling, you can't hear yourself? Oh, I can. I get very. No, it makes sense. Now keep in mind, I had to watch game two on the airplane. Game two on the fucking airplane. So not only is it a, a game against the Lakers in the playoffs. Which we've already gone over. <laughs> I'm picturing you yelling so loud they have to land the plane. It's debark. buffering as well because it's such shit quality. It's such <laughs> shit quality that the the basketball was like two pixels, okay? And I couldn't tell if they made it until I heard the sound of the net. At least you could watch it. I'm actually surprised you got to watch it on the plane. The sun's lost and the woman next to me was, she got a little startled a couple times when I was like, Rah! like She was like visibly uncomfortable. Yeah, she was pretending to sleep, but you can see the peripheral. You can tell that she was not okay with what's going on. Uh, she was a Suns fan as well. No, she <laughs> she didn't talk the entire flight to me. <laughs> she was too scared to say, "Please be quiet." Yeah. Like, kind of fucking uh, that's, that's probably true. That's probably true. Okay, uh, it took us 14 minutes, but we finally made it to the beginning Good of the episode. Job. Uh, the DPC. Uh, I guess we're just going to go over the teams that have officially made it to Jamaica uh, from the. Playoff seeds, so the top seeds of each respective region. We have Alliance, Aster, T1, VP, Quincy Crew, and No Ping. Do any of these surprise you that, you know? Uh, I think the biggest surprises are probably T1 and No Ping, right? Yeah, No Ping uh, especially for me. No Ping is definitely surprising. When you get into the tournament and you get over a couple of rounds, it gets less and less surprising. But if we had to call from the start, I think neither of us would have predicted any of these two. To maybe even make the event, not just first place in their region. That's true. I mean, Thunder Predator didn't even make it. No. And they so, did. And they were great last year. Exactly. So they probably taught all their tricks to the other teams now, and it's coming back to bite them. Yeah. Okay. Uh, group stage. So the lower-seeded teams. 
Uh, we got Team Liquid, PSG LGD, TNC Predator, Beast Coast, EG, and Team Spirit. Um, and then for the wild cards, we have Nigma, Secret, Vici, IG, which we can talk about, I guess, just real briefly. Who was it from IG that's not making the tournament now? Uh, I didn't actually write it down. Uh, Execration and AS Monaco Gambit, which I believe we're casting one of their games. Am I supposed to call them AS Monaco Gambit? I think you call them Gambit. I'm pretty sure they're just Gambit. I hope so. When you cast LGD, do you cast, call them PSG LGD? I know a lot of people that do. Wow. I just call them the Radiant or the Dire. Just like Nigma, mm. which I have to think very... Like, enunciate very carefully. Thankfully, we're not casting any of the games for the first two days. So don't have to worry about that shit. Uh, so, of these teams, do you have any predictions, young man? Mm, for just the stage that they're in? Like, who's going to come out no, of it? No, let's just say, like, top four overall. Top four teams of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say two out of three teams are Chinese, so I guess I have to pick the two that I think get top three. Mm-hmm. It could even be all three, honestly. Uh, I think... So the thing that's really weird about this, right, is that you have a t- IG who won the last major a wild card, and then you have Aster in the playoff seed and LGD in the middle range, and VTR also wild card, right? So like two insane Chinese teams are in wild card stage, but they could really easily go the whole way from wild card. And they can also eliminate each other, though. That could also happen. It's the same for Secret Enigma, though, right? They're also yeah. in the wild card range. Um, all right, so I'm gonna say that the top two of the top three will be LGD. And let's go for a heroic run for Vici Gaming. Mm-hmm. So LGD Vici, um, Liquid, I think might actually have a really good tournament this time around. Uh, would be cool. And I'm going to do a Dark Horse and say Quincy Top 4. Okay. But they don't have MSS, right? Yes, they do. What do you mean? Oh, he is here. <clears throat> that was last major. Wait, so why is AUI's name still... No, never mind. AUI I, I mix it up. I think you just hit the microphone. Apologies. It's uh, really good quality, so it, <laughs> it, it probably uh, sounded like a nice tap. AUI's casting. What do you mean? No, no, no. AUI's nickname is MSS would have won the major. Yeah, last major. But he's referring to the last major still. So. Okay, I'm going to pick... Uh, ooh, this is tough. I'm going to say second place will be Quincy Crew. Oh. EG will be fourth place. I think the motivation for EG is... Not, like They've already made different. TI. It doesn't matter as much. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of teams kind of peak too early. Not that this is early necessarily, since this is the last big tournament for TI anyway. Uh, so yeah, second and fourth NA. Uh, I believe that would be the best major ever for the region. Yep, VP will get first place, and fourth place will be a Chinese team, which I know nothing about. So choose oh, whichever one you want. PSG, VP LGD, let's say. Yeah, Dark Horse. Dark Horse. That, I mean, they are very good, but yeah, they were. They did not do well last major. That's right. They're coming back with a vengeance. All right. That's uh, a fucking bold prediction. Yo, if you yeah. get that right, that would be sick. Do you want to make a bet or something? No. Okay. I, if, <laughs> I wanted, if I wanted to bet, I would not choose any of those four teams. <laughs> you want good odds. Yes. Uh, okay. Hey, so who do you think is going to be top four? Well, I'm going to give you my top four, which, by the way, I don't think any of them will make it if I had to bet on it. Like, what? Well, I, I usually don't bet on anything. So. Okay, sorry. That was very robotic of me. Just move on. That's true. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So do you want to talk about anything else uh, before we move on to the patch that came out? No, I think it's yeah. fine. Like, we're obviously, next episode we're doing here, we can actually talk about how the tournament's going, right? So right. I think it's fine we just go in with some expectations. Oh, we should quickly talk about the talent that was announced for the okay. tournament. Sure. I'm looking at the talent listed here. So, <clears throat> uh, for hosts, we have Sheever, Slacks, and Richard Campbell, who I finally got to meet. He's pretty hilarious. 
Uh, and then for analysts slash commentators, we have OD Pixel, you and me, Cap, Lacoste, Lizard, BSJ, AUI, Jenkins, Tsunami, Fogged, Kyle, T Governor, and Effie, who is uh I guess technically hasn't been talent. I think she was invited to a tournament she last year, but to... she wasn't able to make it for some reason. Right. She was supposed to be the last we play, I think. And something uh, happened with Visa or uh, COVID regulations or something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, so we've gotten to hang out with a bunch of these people, including Effie. Effie's been great. Uh, yeah. Hoping that she doesn't get too nervous, because I know she is a bit, but she yeah. she knows what the fuck she's talking about, so she's I'm not really worried. Yeah. So. <laughs> we've been playing One Night Werewolf, so that's always a good icebreaker. You suck at One Night, by the way. What are you talking about? <laughs> you you got destroyed last I had night. A, I had a really good win rate. I won like three out of four games, I, I think. So here's the thing. Like I know when you're lying, it's very easy to tell. Okay. Uh -huh. But people don't believe me some they, of the time. Yeah, because you do because a I'm lot not, of I'm not trustworthy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm the kind of guy that'll come out and say but I mean of you're saying you know I'm lying, but I won us ten or like two or three games. Luck. Okay. I was really lucky to be robotic. Well, though. there was one game hey, where if you can tell I'm lying, does that make me more or less robotic? There's one game where you were tanner. Answer the goddamn question. I'm not answering that. I refuse to answer. Okay. You were Tanner, that makes me less robotic. And there were zero werewolves in the game. That is unlucky as fuck. Okay? Just throwing it out there. Okay. Okay, let's move unlucky. on to 7.29D. Wow, this is really zoomed in. Holy shit. Let's get that up there. Okay, so anything in this patch you want to... I mean, a lot of tweaks to items that we were kind of expecting. Vanguard got a nerf. Sange and everything related to Sange. Every Sange item got nerfed on Lifesteal and Health Regen. So you know that Lifestealer pronounces it Sange, Sanje, or one of those two? What? It's Sange? Sanje or Sange, yeah. I think it's Sanje. I think every other hero says Sanj when they buy it. Yeah, Lifestealer is weird. It's probably because his mouth is disconnected. It's it probably something like when they did the all the voice acting, nobody realized that the voice actor said it wrong. And then it's just in the... <laughs> like, seriously, like, what else would it be? There's, that's, like, no reason. That's what I'm hoping for Abaddon, baby. Yeah. Everybody just pronounced that wrong. Yep. Truly the dancing queen. Okay, uh, we've got... Uh, poor Axe. Yeah, so there isn't, like... I think we can go over this relatively quickly, because most of it is just, like, the heroes that were considered a little bit overtuned. I think the biggest nerfs overall were Broodmother, who had this, like, extremely weird thing that I can only assume was a mistake... Oops, a mistake in the... And on the back end, where for some reason the shard reduces reduced the cooldown on your web charges, and it didn't say anywhere. So I guess that was the original idea for the shard, and then they changed no, it to I... something else and forgot to remove the value. Wasn't that? I'm trying to remember if it was part of the ags before. The scepter and... gave you double web charges and more move speed, right? I feel like it was and part of like speed. a talent or something. It was part of something, and they just got left in there I by accident. Don't feels remember. Like. But anyway, uh, yeah, so that's not part of it anymore. And then Insatiable Hunger got mega nerfed, especially level one. Uh, it was a, such a broken laning. Value seven, level. 70% yeah. life seal for like, what was it? Eight, was it eight seconds or something? It was insane. Um, and then the 15 talent going from 15% CDR to then getting the web recharge time is a really big nerf because you were getting this beforehand for free when you bought the shard, which you wanted anyway. Um, and now you basically lose out on the CDR. And... Also lost a bit of the spider damage talent on level 20, which is also incredible. So Brood got the biggest nerfs. I think the second biggest ones were probably Bristleback, which I think is deserved. His Aghanims is pretty fucking bonkers. And then Medusa as well. Losing a little bit on the Scepter stun, but mainly that the level 15 and 20 talents are swapped around. So the mana drain 
the mana gain from the snake, which you hit that timing level 15, is now pushed to level 20. Yeah, that, usually when they switch a talent from 15 to 20, they'll scale it differently. It's the yeah, exact same percentage. <laughs> so they're like, okay. And the good. thing you get instead on 15 now is minus 1.5 Mystic Snake cooldown when it was minus 3 on level 20. Right. So overall, you have less snakes to work with as well. So uh, they also, big. for toss on Tiny, buying back while being tossed no longer teleports you back to where you died. Uh, what was the other hero that had I that? wonder if they flip a coin. Like, when something like this happens, this is like the 10th official game oh, that it did something in, right? Timber Chain as well, the same yeah. interaction. So it still works are, with Pudge Hook, though. Yeah, Pudge so Hook still works. If you fun. if you hook them and then they die during, like, after the hook has hit, and, and then, then buy, buy back, back while yep. the hook is still coming, it still works. So this, to my, the way that I read these patch notes, this was not considered a bug then. It doesn't say fixed. It always says fix this like for centaur uh the return working on illusions fix this working mm -hmm. right this they just said doesn't it, yeah there's no fixed so it wasn't a bug it was a feature that they just wanted to remove and pudge apparently just needs that extra buff he that's, needs the extra love and that's the thing it's the it's hero for doesn't get played enough in pro literally just it's for not going to happen so people won't complain until it happens and then it will get fixed well arkosh is tier uh, division one now that's true it so. could happen Okay, so that was the 7.29 deep patch, uh, yeah. which I think some people were wondering if they were going to do something before the tournament. I was expecting something of this. I love amount. nerf patches. I know I've talked about this before. I love when heroes get nerfed. I think the game is overall in the last years just getting, heroes are getting too fast, too strong, too crazy. So whenever there's a patch like this where you're just taking the best heroes and making them weaker instead of making the weaker heroes stronger, I like that. I think they should do it more. More nerfs and less buffs. All right, Ice Frog does watch, so... Yeah, take that into account. You know, next thing on the list. Uh, all right, so there was some. I guess you can call it drama or whatnot. So no ping versus Beast Coast during. I I want to say it was like the lower bracket. I, it was deep in the DPC. It was the last game of the. Well, it was game one and three. This happened. It was the last series where a player named. Wait, was it Matthew? It was Panda, no. right? Uh, Matthew explained it, and it was Panda. Who had the thing. So Panda ends up calling GG and then disconnects in game one and three. And it was at a point, especially in game three, it was dead even network. Yeah, that game was not over. Was so it? everybody was like, what the fuck just happened? And they came out with a post a little bit later talking about like mental health stuff where uh, he's struggling with anxiety. And now there's a lot more sympathy, obviously, or empathy. Is that the right word? Yeah. For that kind of stuff. Have you ever experienced a teammate going through something like that? Like I've never experienced that like from a competitive standpoint, but it sounds um, pretty intense. I haven't I haven't had a teammate have like an anxiety attack and tap out like that, but I've like if people are having a weak moment or yeah, if if they're going through a, a bad time in general, then I think it's easier to give up. So mm -hmm. like when games just look bad, you just want to like can we just call GG, you know, something like that. Right. And then obviously you try to pick it back up. Um the worst example that I can remember of this was What's what's a good word for this? Like a feeling of hopelessness, probably at TI two with MTW when we were playing against CLG. I don't know if you remember this game. Kebab was playing Venomancer. He oh, just yeah. kind of stopped participating in the game. It was just like this game's over or whatever, and he just went off and played his own stuff while yeah. we were playing together. So that's like the that's the biggest. Eh, that okay. Not to bash on Kebab, and I, I I've told you. That. I feel like we've talked about this on. We might have. Where he he was literally bragging to me. I was in the lounge eating all the Snickers at TI2 because it was fucking great. It's <laughs> like, I'm going to go brag to this guy. He literally came up to me and started bragging about playing with one hand on Venomancer. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I don't even know how to respond. Like, I was very awkward back then, but still, I didn't know how to respond. Like, that's so weird that you would do yeah. something at TI. It's crazy. Yeah. But well, yeah. Show, even on the biggest stage and when there's a lot at stake, people are still, you know, still have their flaws, right? So it's about combating that. And I think the most important thing, so obviously this was in that series. If Noping would have won that series, they would have got first seed directly. Because they lost it, they had to play a tiebreaker, right. but then they won the tiebreaker. Right. So in the end... Uh, no ping still got that first seed out of the region uh so i guess they got their composure back together and it's probably like going through something like that where as a team you have a moment like that and everybody has to kind of adjust and understand and try to support the player and then come back with a win it's got to be like a huge morale boost right oh yeah it's got to feel really good about that in a way it might be better than if they had won directly because now they had to overcome adversity right yeah so no i i agree it's, and it's a good it's good. i mean not to make light of anything but it's a good storyline as well people mm -hmm. are more educated about it and yeah. hopefully like hopefully they do well the major i'll, I'll be rooting yeah. for them for sure it'll be cool if an sa team gets top eight again at least right yeah for sure but i would not place any of them top four that could happen all right next thing on the list oh no not this <laughs> all right i think this happened like the day of or day after our last podcast yeah, it's relatively old news uh Mitter Meepo and seb had some oh. drama you know, I'm going to let you explain the situation. Uh, right. You know Seb better than me. Yeah. So go ahead. So basically, if you guys follow Twitter in general between... There's like three Twitter teams in... Well, primarily two, actually, that just play a lot of beef, right? For the fun of the fans, which is Secret and OG, yeah. which will, you know, do some trash talking, post memes, make fun of the other team when they lose, or something like this. And... It rubs some people the wrong way. Some people think it's bad taste. But I think the most important thing when it comes to stuff like this is if you give, you need to be able to take it too, right? So it's no secret that, huh, no pun intended, that uh, in OG's games, they've been using voice lines as taunts for like fucking eternity. Yeah. They've not been afraid of like being like super confident and saying other teams are bad or how dare they think they can win against us. What was it? What was that famous Seb quote that... Uh, He's offended that teams think they can beat them, right? Or something right. like that. Yeah, yeah. If you say something like that and then you lose, you kind of need to be ready to take the backlash on that. You can't just make statements like that. And then when you lose, you're like, man, these people are so rude or whatever. <laughs> so like, so the, the timing of this was basically OG got knocked out and didn't make the major. And then the team's secret Twitter account said thank you to, I don't know if it was Liquid, for taking out the trash. And then there was a, a meme where uh, OG were put in the dumpster or something like that, right? Yeah. And then Seb was like, what the fuck? Because the guy who runs Team Secret's Twitter, Mitter Meepo, is somebody Seb has supposedly helped in the scene get some, uh, gain some ground and gain some following or get some opportunities or whatever. Uh, so maybe he felt a little bit like personally betrayed about that. My take on the whole thing is like, if you look at how OG's Twitter operates and how Secret's Twitter operates, honestly, I think they're pretty much similar. Yeah, like, of course. And you give shit, you got to take some. Right, so I, I honestly. Yeah. So Seb uh, DM'd Mitter Meepo on Twitter, and the famous quote, which has been uh, passed around the interwebs now, that will become a meme for a long time. Probably. Have I fucked your girl without knowing you were with her, or you got another reason to hate my team enough for you to drag down people that are suffering, or you're simply a human piece of shit? <laughs> I. I it's situated like I feel like at least he's being diplomatic. Like even, <laughs> it's it's very easy to understand. It's very straightforward. Uh, there isn't much ambiguity here. I think that's that's it's pretty much to the point. So that's good. Like it. All right. That, that, how do I how do I talk about this? 
So Seb and Loda, I look at it in very similar fashions. They're, they can't take criticism very well. They're respected among their peers. They've been very successful in general. And it's just weird that they would have reactions like this. Like the fact that they're always like, it feels like at a certain point in your life, if you're continually to have all this drama and all this attention that is negatively towards you based on like your reaction to stuff, it feels like you should learn to not do that in the future. But they continually put their foot in their mouths. All like it's like a, a fucking annual tradition, you know? Mm-hmm. Which I, I like I've done that before and I've learned and I haven't done it since. You know? Right. So it's, the thing is it's just pe- strange. I think people like fans love uh polarity, right? They love when teams are like overconfident or like cocky, uh, because it looks really good when they're winning. Like, holy shit, these guys really know what the fuck's going on there. Like it can be a good thing <clears throat> to be super confident and be cocky. But it can also be a bad thing when you look like you're the king of the world and you're not, right? Mm-hmm. So that's that's the way I think about it is that like sometimes it can be a really net positive and sometimes it's a net negative and you just got to look at, okay, like you're basically taking a risk in a way, right? From a PR standpoint. When you're like, uh, if you go into a series and you're like, we're going to fucking destroy them, you destroy them, you look like, damn, you really knew what was going on. You lose, you look like a fool. So... You know, yeah, you, gotta, you should know what you're getting into yeah, before you do You're it. kind of signing up for that. When you do make really strong statements, you're going to get stronger backlash. And then people love that because you can you can be like me and you go into series and you're like, yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. You know, both teams are great. It's an even match. I hope we win. We're going to do our best. And then everyone's like, boo, dude, everybody fucking says that. Not interesting, right? Yeah. Then I'm like, yeah, sorry, I'm a robot. I can't think for myself. So I'm just reading out a script. And then everything's fine, well, right? But there's a reason in traditional like basketball where players before they're draft, like after they're drafted, they, they go to school, like a class to mm-hmm. teach them how to talk to the media because, and that's why you hear a lot of generic answers because a lot of it is you don't want to have bulletin board material for the other team to get inspiration or extra motivation to beat you. And you right. don't look like an idiot unless you're people like Kyrie Irving that say the fucking earth is flat. Like <laughs> you, you can't help people like that because they're just brain dead. Maybe so. he doesn't think the earth is flat, but he says it to make the opponents think he's stupid. How does being... All right, whatever. I'm not going to get this bullshit again. Okay. Uh, Moving on. uh, We have a new ban in the NA scene this time. Picado Squad Gaming and Wind and Rain have been banned for life. Uh, I'll just read the actual tweet completely here. This is from the NADPC League, which I'm assuming is from Val, right? Uh, I would imagine this is a conversation between Val and BTS, right? So BTS they, was running the NADPC. They say, based on an investigation of match fixing in recent lower division matches, teams Wind and Rain and Picada Squad Gaming have both been disqualified from North America's Dota Pro Circuit Season 2. These teams and their full rosters are banned from competing in the international regional qualifiers and future Valve events. So, this is kind of crazy. Like, first of all, Arkosh is Division 1. They played and beat both these teams. Uh, I I don't even know what to say because there's been some players on these rosters that are claiming that they weren't a part of it. Right. And it's like a he said, she said type thing. I, I don't even know what to th- I don't even know what the evidence is. Like, it's impossible for us to actually analyze it. But obviously, something happened with somebody and right. fucking blows. And the fact that it's an NA makes it worse, in my opinion. Versus if it was in South America, because there's basically no excuse. Like, NA typically, like, the... You mean, like, most of these players can make ends They meet. can make a living. 
Yes, right. there's not like mm-hmm. unless there's something I don't know about a couple of these players, but generally speaking, NA is going to be an easier place to get by. You know, but let's let's look at it from like let's think about it from the perspective of you're a player caught in one of these teams that wasn't in on it. Like let's entertain the idea that that's a possibility. How do you clean yourself after that? How do you clear your name? Well, the fact and that it says you're already banned. The team and every player on them has been banned. And since then, Zabo has made a tweet that he was totally not in on it. He had a firm talk with them. If something was going to happen of that kind, he would blow the whole thing off. So he says he wasn't a part of it. Yeah. Y'all went to Reddit and said, I didn't know this was going on. I've never, I would never have been a part of this. He's been like a pro player for, I don't know, 10 years, playing a lot of different teams. Coincidentally, also played in the Rocks Kiss team that Solo did the famous 3-2-2 in, which yeah. set the president for what you can't do. Um... So, like, it's just, I find it relatively easy to believe that not all five players will be in on something like this. I agree. So how do you, as a player in the heat of the moment in that game, do you detect that something shady is going on? And then, like, what do you do? Like, if you realize your teammates are definitely throwing on purpose, do you write in, like, do you pause the game, write in all chat, hey, my teammates are throwing to protect yourself? Yeah, we can bring up the earlier example of Kabop playing with literally one fucking hand at TI. Mm -hmm. Like that's not that wasn't considered match fixing apparently. Right. But I mean, he wasn't being paid to do that. He's just doing I mean, it. To my knowledge, so, there was nothing. Even if you're a teammate, even if you're a teammate, and you're unaware. Mm-hmm. Like how how do you become aware? Maybe they're just playing like shit. Like I feel like that's very. Uh, it's hard to prove. Yeah. And it feels like again, I they could all be guilty. I don't know. But Obviously, that's entirely possible. The thing that's scary is that if you're an up and coming player who is like really genuinely just wants to go far and you're giving these opportunities, like how do you feel safe yeah. playing with teammates, right? Like if if this could just happen to anyone and then your chances are just gone for life, like it's it's easy to have way less sympathy for the people that choose to do it, right? Like you got caught, you'd made the choice, <clears throat> you know. We can discuss if it should be a lifetime ban or not. We've talked about that before, but you know the risks, you know the rules, so you can't really be surprised anymore, right? Yeah. But for the ones that get pulled into this, like, uh, on the periphery it just feels that sounds so shitty like there's a couple of these players that are just genuinely trying their teammates somehow get involved in some shit they don't know and they're playing like garbage in the game but they're writing it off as okay they're just playing bad because you know with with some of this fixing in some cases it can be really obvious but in other cases like people could just especially in division two right like players will make more mistakes yeah. so it will feel less out of place See, if, if somebody if, makes a dumb move right it's interesting because i have a very strict like, my guidelines for, like, I've talked about this. If you're caught smurfing, mm-hmm. I think your account should be banned for, like, six months immediately. And it's very easy to see. Mm-hmm. And then each time it just goes up by double or whatever. Like, I, I like generally, like, for griefing, stuff like that, feeding down mid, same thing. Delete mm-hmm. your account for six fucking months. I'm very strict with that stuff. The problem I have with this, and we've talked about it before, <clears throat> is we're not provided all the evidence. Like, I can go into an Overwatch case and see somebody deleting their items. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is how I feel they should be punished. But for this, it's like very ambiguous. Like we don't know anything. Right. Like, should I, I find it hard to believe that the entire team would be okay with something like this? Like, right. All you need is like one or two people to participate for this to be yeah. like to easily match fix, right? So it. I, I just I don't know, man. It's. I'm trying to think of what the solution is, right? Because if you. If they, if they, obviously they do some back checking here, right? With like maybe some of the betting sites or they check how the game played out and they see players make mistakes. But is it necessarily the people, like how do you, you can identify that the match is definitely fixed, but you can't necessarily identify exactly who is making the critical mistakes in the game that are on purpose. So I, I think- Like you need to filter I, that from the other mistakes that are just people making. 
I know, could be a little bit wrong here. I know like CSGO has had some major max fix, max fit, match fixing issues and like the FBI is involved, right? When they mm-hmm. get involved, it becomes a little bit different, right? Because it's not just a subjective thing. Oh, it looks like they're playing bad. Mm-hmm. It's you, you can uh, look at the betting sites to see how the odds have changed. You can see bank account information to see what, like, that's very easy to tell who's fucking match fixing. I don't know if that. Well, it's easy to, to tell to who's betting. Right. And that's, that, well, that's against the rules in general. Is right. But betting on their own matches anyway. But what if the players didn't do it? What if the players didn't bet? Right, but then, you, like, if the FBI is involved, it, like, let's say the the players you need the to game, go down some. They, they're going to the get chain. the money at some point, right? right? So, yeah. I, I don't know if That's this true. is at this level. Like, mm-hmm. again, the, I think just the issue is we just don't have all the information, and I, I tend to just believe the people that say they're innocent. But maybe and it really it really does feel like this has become a lot more rampant in the last few years yeah. than it was eight years ago because there's more money involved in tournaments and in betting in general, but. It's also hard to say like how much more of it comes to light because there's more awareness. Like who knows how much of this has been going on for the last five years compared to now. But it's good that it's getting attention so that people are taking it more seriously and, and trying to combat it. But it's it's such an unhealthy thing. I really wish it wasn't this this much. Like there's a lot of rumors revolving around China as well, which has been for a while, right? Yeah, China sounds like it's the most rampant based it, on it's what I've heard. Like, it's just really bad. Mostly like, because there's way more money in China than anything else. Yeah. But, okay, let's move on. Next thing on the list is Eternal Envy back at it again. I mean, he's like the the Loda and uh, the Sebs of the world. Every year there's something. Uh, Sometimes you just get caught up in something. He posted a, a twit longer. He was on a team called Black and Yellow. And he's essentially saying that he has three of the five players uh, and he wants to take over the roster essentially so they can play in TI because there's not open qualifiers or anything like that. Right. Uh, and then the response from Zero, who is the owner of the team, is basically saying that Envy came in, he worked with them for like a week or two, then didn't want to play anymore, and instead just like basically brainwashed everybody else to want to go with him. And that was a he, bit. <laughs> very interesting choice of words brainwashed him very much i mean it, it, it's one of those things where and like i love envy as like a personality stuff, but he's done this so many freaking times it's just getting old at this point and like envy's complaining that the rules shouldn't be like that but mm-hmm. he knows what the rules are before he even joined the team anyway right. right so i mean he's lucky he didn't join wind and rain by the way that was his original team he was trying out for he'd be banned for life right now so yeah. uh so yeah, what what are your thoughts on this? Because to me, it's pretty clear cut that zero is in the right. I don't mm-hmm. know if there's any bias within me. Like again, I love Envy as a personality and a player, but this feels very I mean, as far as the rules go, he's in the right. Right? Then we can discuss zero. The, we, yeah, we can discuss if the rules are good. But as far as the rules go, this isn't ambiguous at all. It's just clear cut. It's zero has the ownership of the team. Uh, he gets to have uh, a team built around that. Basically, that's how it works now. Yeah. You could maybe make a clause in the rules that a majority of the team can claim ownership through Valve, for example. So let's say a five-man team, three or four players really want to switch the roster, but the guy they want switched out is the leader of the team, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, and then they could contact Valve and be like, we would, we want this replaced. And then all three or four, like a team majority oh, needs shit. to... <laughs> Sorry, we're doing this live and I have this on Valorant category. Apparently. <laughs> Get a new audience. Get, uh, yeah. yeah, so the majority, you could say that the majority of the team needs to contact Valve for approval and then mm-hmm. they could switch, right? So we could discuss if that's... 
if it's fair that one person holds the ownership of the team and that's kind of what you sign up for because if you think about how teams work in general in dota for other tournaments it's like if the team is dysfunctional and there's a majority of the team is clearly like okay we need to change this like maybe you have a bad captain or you have a bad dynamic or somebody doesn't fit in but that person turns out to be the owner of the team and there's nothing you can do for ti right? right um so do i like the way it works right now honestly no i don't think one player should be able to have ownership to that degree in the way that it works but how given that it is how it works that's how it no I, so i agree that uh -huh. i don't like the the way that it works either. it doesn't matter that's not the uh -huh. point right but right. we can talk briefly about what we would want to change like how would you change it then because like before the orgs have the like whoever makes it, mm -hmm. it just seems kind of arbitrary right now. Um, I or guess first, essentially. I mean, technically, this is a bit <clears throat> weird, I guess, but uh, technically you could do an implementation on the site where people can vote someone off the team. I know this sounds like some sort of reality TV show, but if you think about it, you have five people in the team that have, a, in a way, equal stock in it, right? They all own a fifth of the prize money by default. Mm -hmm. uh, if three people in the DPC system cast a vote to kick a player from the team, that player gets kicked. So you're thinking like that it should work the way Envy wants it to, where he yeah. joins a team and immediately he has the same shares as everybody else. Well, I, at the end of the day, it's maybe it should be four people instead of three, right? Then it's a vast majority of the team. Then it's like the whole team in its entirety wants to replace this. Player. And then what if they can't come to a consensus? Then the owner has it. Right. Like so, if the fallback is the person that made it still right, okay. there has to be some sort of anchor, right? But I feel like you could have a situation where the team owner is a piece of shit, and it turned that out that way. People didn't know they joined the team. All four of them really want to play with someone else, and the guy can just be like, "No, good luck. You're not coming to TI." Right. Right. That also feels really unfair that these four players who discovered that their captain is a dick can't do anything about it. True. So you're kind of either way, you're kind of holding someone hostage. I think it's better to let the majority choose. Yeah, it but works maybe both ways. but maybe the majority of three is not big enough. That's possible. And then in this case, let's say Envy only has two extra players that want to stay and do this, then they would have to convince the fourth guy. And if they can't do that, then like, do they really deserve to keep a team in that form? It's I mean, it's debatable. Right? I mean, and then you can make an argument that people having a certain track record, you should look at case by case basis where Envy has done this many times. Right. right? I mean. It, it is what it is. Like, if he's playing within the rules, you know, like, you can disagree or agree with the move, but as long as it the system allows it, you can be a dick but still play within the rules, right? If that's what you think it is, but, uh, yeah. The current format is not, definitely not ideal for, like, team longevity going into TI and stuff. Yep, agreed. Okay. Uh, let's move on to non-Dota 2-related activities. Overwatch 2 is changing to a five versus five game. I told you this. I didn't know it was And wasn't. you thought Overwatch was three versus three. No. Okay, let me... <laughs> no. So I thought Overwatch was 5v5. Okay. And that Overwatch 2 was already in beta and was being played in some sort of other... Okay. ...versus, like, three versus three, four versus four, whatever, and then they were changing that to be 5v5 to be consistent with something else. But apparently Overwatch was 6v6. That's which right. I, I didn't know. Um... Because when you watch Overwatch, if you watch competitive gameplay, it could literally be 2v2 or 100 versus 100. It's very difficult to tell when you're watching. So uh, the little bit that I watched two years ago, I don't remember how many people were in the game, just that there were fucking carts driving around. So I, I think part of it... So obviously this comes on the back of the original guy, Eric, was it Eric Kaplan? Something Kaplan. Mm -hmm. leaving, Jeff, Ka Jeff Kaplan. Jeff Kaplan leaving the team. Uh, and 
obviously he wouldn't agree with this or else he wouldn't have left the team in all. I mean, we can speculate to mm-hmm. some degree. Um, but yeah, I, I honestly, I think this is better for them. Five me five. Yeah. I, you could even lower it if you want, but like, it's just too messy. That's yes. the issue. Like, obviously you can talk about like the balance of the game t- completely changes all the maps. I don't know how to do an overwatch too. It sounded like, like when we talked about it, it just seemed like an expansion more than an actual mm-hmm. fucking sequel, but it it's going to make it a little bit easier to watch with two less people overall. I mean, it was a fucking mess. Yeah. Uh, so I, without knowing anything else, I think this is better for the game, but it's still going to be garbage. So it doesn't really matter. All right. All right. Next thing on the list, uh, we have a rumor, which seems like it's been almost confirmed to be more than a rumor at this point that valve, this is the headline valve is making a Nintendo switch like gaming PC. And with this gaming PC comes a community manager. Just kidding. Lol. That is not happening. But they're making a new product. They're making they a are, new product. They are doing something that is not communication related. Right. So there was... Well, a, they're commu- well, No, they haven't communicated that they're making it. So technically, it's not even communication. Well, they did tease it as they always oh, do. Gabe Newell was doing an interview, I think, in New Zealand or something like that. And right. they, somebody asked about how they're going to be in the future working with consoles and whatnot. And he said... You'll know more about our stance on that later in the year. Right. So apparently they're making some... It's it's codenamed. I don't know if it's actually going to be called Steam Pal. I hope it's not. I think they should call it the Steam X Series X. <laughs> I, I actually do like Steam Pal. Uh, it reminds me of PayPal a bit, but yeah. I, that's okay. Steam Pal seems fine. It's going to be a handheld PC, essentially. Uh, it, based on the article, it, it it's not going to be Nintendo Switch-like in the fact that you can... You know, take it apart and put it into a TV or whatever. Uh, right. I just explained how a Switch worked really poorly. You don't yes. put it into a TV, but you know what I mean. That's okay. Uh, Boomer. But it, it's just a handheld, but it's a PC, essentially. Right. So, so okay. Can we just... Like, we, we talked a little bit about this before we went live on this podcast. We were discussing if this is a PC or a console. So, they're supposedly being marketed as a handheld PC. Right. To me, that doesn't... Like, those two things don't interact. To me, a PC is something that is on a desktop. Either it's a laptop or it's a desktop PC. But if it, the moment this becomes handheld and you take it with you around, I would define that as a console. So what's the difference? Because both consoles and computers have a computing unit in it, right? Yeah. So when would you? When was it become a PC from being a console? I, you know, the it, consoles have stronger graphics than they've ever had. They can compete with PC in some. In some aspects, at least weaker PCs. Can you right? can you do a Word document on consoles though? Is that the difference? I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you can handheld like yeah. Not and not. I mean, it's a good question. I actually don't know. I would hundred uh, percent call this a console. It's a handheld gaming device. Is a console to me because like, console to me like ah. Uh, I mean, PC stands for personal computer. I mean, you can go off a of definition, or you can go off of like what the standards are, but like. Generally speaking, if you're making a console game, it's going to be exclusive for the most part to that console unless you branch out to make it work with other things. But PC right. is just like this general, just works on computers. I'm seeing in chat like, someone saying the, it's going to the be operating based. system defines a PC versus a console. I don't, is that true? No, I don't think that's true. I mean, it's Linux-based, and I think a lot of these consoles are probably Linux-based anyway, like some variation. Yeah. Of it. Um, I, I'm just making that shit up. That's what I think is true. Uh, okay. Just to I, It was there. believable to me. You're good at Werewolf. <laughs> That's right. Good good win rate here. But what do you think about this? Because, I mean, it makes sense for them to do this because they have a huge market already right. for just PC games. And the fact that you can make it a little bit more mobile, they've done, been doing Steam Link. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of their products that have been coming out, to be fair, have been 
kind of like beta test failures, even though I've liked some. Like Steam Link started out as a box. Mm -hmm. Now it's turned into just software. And it's cool software because like if I'm downstairs in my house, I can play a like a really graphic intensive game on my shitty laptop. Right. Because it's literally playing on my computer and streaming it to my yeah. laptop. Like the concept is really cool. It's so, kind of similar to streamers that have a two PC setup, right? Where there's right. a streaming computer and yeah, a exactly. And then yeah. there's Steam Remote Play, which is really cool, which we did a little bit of uh, um, way back when when they first released it. But if you own like let's say a like a, a random game, I can't remember any of them right now. Uh, but some certain games you can share with the rest of your friends. Mm -hmm. Only one of you needs to own them. Yeah. And I mean, stuff like that makes a lot of sense on a handheld for sure. Now the problem I have, or not the problem, but they've come out with stuff in the past like hardware mm -hmm. has have all been failures in my opinion. So was it Steam Link is a failure. The Steam controller, I have one failure, and I would I don't know if people agree with this. I think Steam or Index is a failure. I, I think VR. Remember when I first. Mm -hmm. in, did a review. I said it was good. You're right. Since then, I have changed. I've done a 180. I I, I think VR is a it, it's a gimmick. Okay, so is the Not product? So is it because the product failed or because the technology isn't there yet? Because they if it if they're like the best VR product, then is it a failure of a product or failure of a concept? You know what I mean? I cor yeah. Like so, so the Steam controller, you can call a failure because there's other controllers that are just performing better, right? True. They're just more successful for whatever reason. Well, okay, so I can. But that's a good question. I think like for the index, number one, not being, it, it's a little of both. Like not mm -hmm. being wireless is a huge fucking, like there's other headsets that have wireless. Okay. But everything else about the, the index is better. And okay. not the price, but everything like in terms of performance. Mm -hmm. So there's that. But then like the concept like you're talking about, just having something take up your whole fucking face, that, that just ruins like most of the experience for me. Okay. Like I don't think VR is going to be a thing until you can just put on glasses. Like AR is more promising to me. Like if I want to play a board game or something, like AR sounds amazing. You just like play chess, right? Right, with just the glasses on. So that sounds way cooler to me. But mm -hmm. uh, and is it more limited in like its potential though? Like what the how to say? Just what you can make in AR versus VR. Yeah, it's more limited for sure. I think so. Um, I mean, they do two different things essentially. You can't really do the same thing on either of them. But like VR right now, it's just like this huge fucking thing on your head. You get sweaty. Uh, part of it is like there's only like a couple good games. Like Beat Saber is really good. And then the Alex, which I couldn't play because right. I got nauseous. So right. uh, there's just a lot of limiting factors for VR. But like they don't have a good tracker with, with hardware so far. Right. But maybe they learn from their mistakes. Like this does sound like a cool product. Wasn't there also a Steam PC at some point? Uh, or was I don't know. I can't remember I one. I thought there was a Steam PC as well, but I think it never really blew up. Or am I making this up? It's Either way. Do, do you I think that this could be something that becomes big? Or is it one of those, like, you uh, get it out and maybe it does okay, and then you can expand upon it later, and then eventually it'd be big? I mean, I guess one advantage... So let's say we compare it to the Switch. I guess that's the closest comparison we can make right now, right? It's like, it sounds like it's a handheld gaming device, and right now the big one is the Switch. It's the biggest one, I think, on the market. Yeah, I mean, um, the fact that you have the flexibility of the Switch is huge, though. Yeah, which this might have, too, right? It doesn't say. It's a handheld computer. You can probably link it to another computer. I, I was reading right? another article where it specifically said it would not have something like Oh, it that. could not connect. But okay. No, 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 sorry. That it wouldn't, like, physically disconnect. But maybe, like, I'm assuming, like, with Steam Index, or not Index, uh, Steam Link, mm -hmm. 
I'm assuming it can you could Steam that. Link it to your. Yeah, I would yeah. be sh- beyond shocked if they don't have that. That would just be really weird when yeah. you've made all of that. So you'd be able to play like you won't like even if it's a shitty graphics card in there, which mm-hmm. I doubt. You could just play like literally Counter Strike on your PC streaming. Like right, I'll do, it's a fucking handheld, so you don't want to do that anyway. Mm-hmm. But still, well, we could talk about what it has against the Switch and what it doesn't have, right? So the thing that is always going to be a limiting factor for everyone that tries to challenge Nintendo is that they don't have the IP, right? right. And in console games, Nintendo's IPs are just incredibly powerful. The Mario series, um, especially, is just, you know, a big winner. Smash, all of these, like, uh, games and characters that they have. Um, But I think Steam's library that they have in just Steam in general, there is a shitload of games that they could own that Nintendo does not have access to. Oh, yeah. If, all, if a lot of these games that are on Steam that are successful can run reliably on this mobile handheld device and be played, I think this could get big because just of the flat-out insane amounts of games you have access to. Mm-hmm. Whenever you play... Like, on the Switch, there's a lot of games too, right? Because a lot of indie developers, you know, pump games into that that you can buy for, like, five bucks or whatever. But the library has to be, like, a fraction of Steam anyway. Like, Steam's library is insanely big. So... Uh, and maybe Valve could explore an option where uh, they buy exclusivity. So games right now that are getting on Steam and the Switch, Valve can start making Steam so only. The crazy thing about they this, have that market share. Then. The crazy thing about so I think my opinion is that this is gonna. I don't know if it's gonna be huge, mm-hmm. but I think it's a very good idea, and it's, it's gonna a good idea. it's gonna be successful. And not just for those reasons, but remember we talked about the console wars, right? Mm-hmm. You have Switch, obviously, they're kind of in their own world. And then you have PS5, is it 4 or 5 now? Fuck. It's 5, I think. PS5 versus the Xbox Sex, which are competing. Mm-hmm. The Most of the Microsoft Xbox games will be on PC. Right. You can play, I imagine, like, why wouldn't you be able to play those on this? Like, True. That is fucking huge. Like, when Fable comes out, I, I'll probably get it for this because it's more comfortable on the controller anyway. So that sounds amazing if that's possible, but... Like, let's say it's not possible to do that for, like, I, st- having Steam Link, to me, that's like a 99.999% chance it's going to be part of this. Right? It, would it wouldn't be make so any sense. weird not to have it. If he didn't have that, then this is pretty shit, honestly, in my opinion. Like, okay. I think streaming, like, your PC stuff to your handheld is a huge draw. Maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm in the minority, but that's a really cool feature. I would guess the majority of people that buy this kind of product use it as it is and don't link it. That's probably true. But that also means that the strength of the hardware is pretty important, right? Can this handheld device play AAA titles right. from the Steam store? Or is it is it like limited? Can it play literally every game on Steam? Then it's pretty sick, right? If it's strong enough as a handheld console to play uh, some of Steam's biggest games, then like I would imagine you know something like Dota you wouldn't play. Because like who the fuck plays Dota handheld, right? But, that would be fun. But there's, try. there's a lot Once. of other games that you could maybe play on this. Uh, I guess what are the two games on Steam with the biggest player bases? That's probably Dota Two PUBG? and CS:GO, right? Isn't PUBG up there? Is it still up there? PUBG know. is being played handheld though. Yeah, it's on so. mobile. It's it runs better on mobile anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> fucking garbage. Maybe game. that's what inspired them. But, yeah. yeah, I I think I have high hopes for this. This sounds really cool. If they implement it and it's strong enough and it can play the whole Steam library, this sounds like something I would buy. Yeah, because it's just really nice when you're like sitting on the couch or going somewhere or you just play your games that you would usually play where you're usually like confined to, oh, I have to get my laptop. I have to charge it. I have to plug it in. I have to have a place to be where I can have it. Right. And this is just now that's a big part of the appeal for the switch anyway. But now you're just I, I don't think that like, again, we don't know enough about this, but there's probably no way to integrate it with the index VR because 
the um, the requirements for that PC to be like to not right. make you nauseous are pretty fucking high. Like I had a I think I bought a 2060 RTX GPU and it wasn't good enough. Like it was good enough to play but it would make me nauseous, not mm -hmm. smooth. So I had to get a 2070 just for it to be good enough. Right. That's pretty fucking high requirements right. in my opinion. That is a so relatively I, small market segment that even runs it, right? Yeah. So it's probably not going to be any integration with that. But still, I, I think it is a really cool idea. I like it. Uh, and we'll have to wait and see. I think see. out of all of the things Valve has announced in terms of hardware recently, this is probably the one that's the yeah. most exciting. Apart from VR, but that was always a big gamble. Like how big that would be now. Yeah. And who knows? Like VR in like maybe five, ten years, yeah, exactly. maybe it becomes something. But I, I think in the current form with this this huge headset, there's yeah. I just can't see it ever being like a mainstream thing. But uh, this will is reportedly coming out, I believe, this year, oh. like late this year. So right. we're not that far away. That's so we awesome. both we both think this is going to be a bigger hit than the Steam controller and then Steam Link. Oh, right? easily for sure, easily, yeah. easily. Yeah. I think so. Too. Although I will say Steam Link is severely underrated. Very cool software. I mean, it might just there's a lot of things like this, right, where the software is really fucking good and the functionality is awesome. You're just a minority. Well, they also don't right? market it. Right. They That's don't advertise true. shit. So that is, I guess, true. I, I can't wait to see what their marketing plan is. This feels like if you're coming out with a handheld PC, you have you're to gonna market, market this. this shit. Right. There's like That's no a way mainstream you thing. No I am mean, very excited to yeah. see some uh, Steam Pal advertisements. <laughs> I have this picture in my mind right now that Valve hasn't done advertising, so their ads are gonna be like 80s. Very out of date. <laughs> Just like, they probably just hired a marketing company recently and they're probably going through all that shit now. It was like, how did, uh, they're, they're just thinking back to how they grew up with ads because they haven't interacted with it at all. It's like, oh, yeah, we need to reach out to the television channel. You know, if they make like Mentos type Ugh. commercials, that's the creme de la creme right there. Make it cheesy and good. Okay, uh, final thing? Yeah. Yes. Final thing on the list. Uh, Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite has some news. Uh, we've talked about, what was it that we talked about last time that they integrated and we thought it was cool. It was, no oh, Smite. Smite integrated like a universe. Uh, oh yeah. I, I can't, I can't remember this. What was the universe that they, they took? So somebody in the chat will remind us, but. It was some sort of anime, right? Or was it? Oh, it was Avatar. Yeah. Right. Last Airbender. Yeah. So we're talking about the implications of that and what Dota could potentially do. So Fortnite, they've come out with NBA jerseys. I don't play Fortnite at all. I'm obviously not going to buy it, but that's fuck. It's all of them. You can buy a Suns jersey for God's sake. And then they recently also, oh, that's the wrong link. They also announced that there will be some sort of partnership with, so there's a book that I've been talking about that I like called Stormlight Archives made by Brandon Sanderson. He's actually more famous for another series called Mistborn, which I also read, which I thought was okay. Uh, but they're apparently going to be doing some sort of crossover with that series, which is fucking cool. They have, there's like very little information on what that actually is. So now the question is, how do you connect Fortnite, NBA, and Mistborn into one? Yeah. Or is this like a seasonal thing? Like, let's say the NBA thing is a seasonal thing. And then uh, at some point, those skins like are disabled for a while or whatever. Uh, so it's like a limited time purchase, but I'm trying to imagine a game universe where there's like the regular skins, NBA, and some sort of fantasy world from Mistborn in the game. I mean, they, they got it all, I mean, man. Fortnite, that's one thing that Fortnite kind of has going for it, I think, with this cartoony style is that there's just a lot of shit you can get away with. Because the game is just so obviously designed well, I mean, around just being like... It's, League has the, the axe that's 
uh, the axe equivalent, whoever that is, that has a basketball, right? They're dunking. Uh, Darius can dunk. Does he yeah. have that? Maybe he does. Yeah, he has some basketball reference thing. But it's like, um, yeah, there's plenty of. I mean, obviously the the Mistborn thing is cool because I read the series, but the basketball thing is bigger. Like this is a huge fucking industry. Dude, huge. So what's the appeal? Do you buy a jersey in the game and then the team gets a cut I, and Fortnite gets to? Or I would imagine. I would imagine. Right. Yeah. I mean that. That is a major deal. Why did you go with basketball, though? If you could have any, like, I'm just trying to think. You do soccer. Let's say you do market analysis, right? And you're like, our player segment. What sports do they watch? There's no way basketball is the number one overlap. Your market segment is for the most part. What is the biggest country? Twelve to twenty. Probably most players are in that range, right? It's mainly young players. What sports do they watch and what countries are they from? So NBA is it's not strictly American, but it's mostly like the vast majority of viewers are American. So they obviously have buying power and right. uh, a lot of disposable income. But you're you would have like that competing with world sports instead. So maybe they just couldn't land deals and they tried something else. Like well, maybe it was simple to organize. I, except I feel one like league, right? there's no way that it's mutually ex- like I, I don't see why they wouldn't be able to do NFL as well. Right, that's also an agent, right? That's well, my point. Like, you're taking American sports specifically, but maybe the reason they're doing that is that negotiating a deal with one league is a lot easier than, let's say, you wanted to do soccer, because then you have, like, all sorts of different countries with different regulations and laws and blah, well, blah, blah. Something else I'll say, so, yeah, that does make sense, but also the NBA are much more on the forefront, of, especially with the new commissioner that they got, like, 10 years ago. He's been, like, he's very left-wing. He's very uh, open to new things, like, mm-hmm. with... For example, the play-in stuff that we've talked about, they've never done anything like that before. They're going to have... He's trying to impose a new, like, mini-tournament in the middle of the season, which is really weird, but he's, just, he's up for, like, this new right. age he's shit. So creative ideas. Yeah, so right. the fact that you have somebody that isn't, like, a stick in the mud mm-hmm. uh, probably has something to do with it as well. It's an interesting choice, though. Like, obviously, not a, none of us is really finds this very appealing, but there's got to be, like, a... I mean, if it's I play a good Fortnite, American market, if I play Fortnite, you would buy hundred percent. I buy a Suns jersey. No right. question. Yeah, no question. So everybody who plays this game and is into basketball, if the pricing is reasonable, you sell at least one unit per, right? Yeah. So, it, and mean, this is coming from somebody that will not buy a jersey. Like I don't buy jerseys. Uh huh. Like so many NBA fans will buy these jerseys that are hundred fifty dollars. When do you wear a jersey? Like you go to the game and you wear a jersey. Sure, that's it. Like you're not gonna play basketball in a jersey. You're not gonna like people walk around in the jersey. I find that very trashy personally. But I, I have an NFL jersey. Have I told you? I mean, NFL jerseys are better than NBA though. NBA are like the sleeveless. I mean, sure, it looks but, weird. But like, it's a, you're very right. Like I bought this jersey. I've worn it like once or twice. When yeah, we they're were watching games at home. They're completely waste of money. I, but the NFL jerseys are better because they have sleeves. I will say. Okay, uh, let's finish up with one Patreon mailbag question. Oh, it's not a- actually right. We have that. Yeah, yeah this is good. good. Okay, so you you can explain. Right. This. So last episode we were talking about we got this mailbag question with if you had to do a best of three against the world in anything where you needed to win two games, so we could pick any category. We're like you need to beat as many people as possible, and you choose what the three categories are. And we gave our answers and. I was talking about how one of the things I would pick was face recognition. And you said I, you were god-awful at recognizing faces. Right. Uh, so uh, my girlfriend is very, very bad at recognizing faces. Like, really bad. And she found out that you can test for... There's like a test that she ran. And a test for something called prosopagnosia. Where basically, if you're... You can have a condition where, in the most extreme cases, you don't even recognize your own family. 
Um, mm. It's not like Alzheimer's where you forget. You just like you function normally. You just can't recognize faces for whatever reason. So you like lean to alternative measures like uh, remembering them by their hair or by their like other features like if they had glasses or mm -hmm. like whatever it is, but not the face specifically. So she leans a lot toward that to remember what people look like, which I find really interesting because she didn't she didn't know this was something well, she had until how really bad, recently. How bad is her face blindness then? Like if she saw me. Yeah, she'll recognize you because she's seen you enough times. Okay, but so if she went to this event and she sat with a talent mm. and met eight of them for the first time, the next day she would recognize none of them. Mm. She would need to meet them more times and right. have conversations and like build some sort of relation before she would recognize mm -hmm. them. So, so we talked about this because I thought this was something I was really strong in. You thought you were terrible. So I had you take yeah. the test that she did. And basically the way the test works is that it shows you a range of faces and then it obscures them more and more and more over time and you need to try to detect which face is right. right. So my expectation was, based on what you said, that you would get a terrible score at this. Not necessarily to her level, because she's actually in the range that is prosopagnosia. Not extreme level, but mm -hmm. she's like a, I guess, a mild to average case of it. Yeah. So I thought you would get a score of like that. And the scoring range, you can get scores, what is it the minimum score is? Uh, I think the minimum score is one, which is you get literally everything wrong. That's completely crazy. Like, yeah, that's, that's almost impossible. And the perfect by chance, score, you'll get more than that. And the perfect score is 72, where you recognize everything, which is extremely hard. Okay. So I did this test, and I believe my score was 68. And you did the test, and your score is fucking 67. So you definitely don't have the condition. <laughs> you can definitely recognize faces, so that is okay, not well, your Here's problem. the thing. Okay, I, I think I understand why. It's a lazy factor, okay? Uh -huh. So I'm taking this test, and I'm trying to remember their faces. Uh -huh. But if I'm sitting down with something, I'm not trying to remember anything specific. I think I have to focus. Like If I focus on somebody's face, I can remember it. Right. But I, for some reason, I just don't do that by, by default. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. So I was beyond shocked. It says I got 93% correct. Yeah, so. that's a really good score. Yeah. I, I, I showed this to... I had my brother and my mom try this. I think my mom got 70. So she got an even higher score than me. She's also very good with faces. And I think my brother's was like 60 or 59 or whatever, which is also in the normal range, right? So, which makes sense because in our family, we like recognize people pretty normally. Mm -hmm. But um, the reason that the way you said that is actually really interesting because that is how I have it with navigation, actually. If I focus on where I'm going, I can lay out and remember where paths are. But growing up, I have not have a driver's license. We never, like, uh, we lived in a pretty small area where things were close to each other. So it's pretty easy to map out. Mm -hmm. And whenever we would go to the city, we would take a bus. So I wouldn't have to, like, navigate. Or just, you know, you just get from A to B. So every time I would go somewhere, I wouldn't really put in effort to navigating and finding where places are. So now, passively, if I don't actively try, when I'm walking with a group of people, or like, let's go to this restaurant or whatever. If I don't like consciously make the decision of I need to remember where we're walking, I can't find my way back. Hmm. Even if it's a five minute walk, I wouldn't be sure where we had gone. But if I try, I can do it. So it's kind of like yours with faces. Where it's like, it's interesting. It's interesting that you have to make a conscious effort. Because I bet with navigation, it's the same thing for you, right? With navigation, uh -huh. you don't need to try, probably. You're just like, I have a good feeling for where we went, I so I can find my way back. I, yeah. I, if I drive or take a bus or whatever, and then you show me a map, I have no idea where we drove. I just know well, where I got it to. It might have, I mean, I do drive a decent yeah. amount, so that's sure. probably why. Uh, but yeah, that's true. Okay. Very cool. Uh, we'll link the test uh, in the YouTube video. Yeah. So check out it's the a cool link. Test. It takes like 15 minutes. Maybe you guys find it interesting. I think it's a really interesting test, actually. Very yeah. well done. Yeah. Just so. don't be distracted.
right? It's no important excuses. that you, yeah, it says in the start what you need to. Just follow the instructions on the back of the manual. Yeah, well, that, that's always easier said than done. <laughs> Uh, okay, that brings us to the end of episode 106. Again, powered by our friends at Elgato. Thank you. Meow. Subscribe. Um, <laughs> and I don't know when our next episode. What is today even? Like I'm uh, losing track. Sunday. Sunday the third. So are we still doing it on Thursday? I mean, that sounds fine. Probably. It will be someday next week, Thursday the earliest. Yeah. So for the next few weeks, it's gonna be not normalish schedule. It'll be around the same time or same day, but we don't know what time. Yeah, because we will have to cast series, and then we're obviously not available for this. We also need to rest, right? Because if we have the late series, maybe we don't want to get up and do the early time slot because we need to have energy for the rest of the day. For and I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to watch some yeah, games. Yeah, and so. you're also fucking yourself. So. Degeneracy. Yeah. Okay, thanks we'll for watching, everybody. Until next time, I guess i got to turn on the uh, the intro sound this time. Okay. Until next time, goodbye. Subscribe. Wait, fine. There we go. Subscribe. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening.